This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. graduated from shadow work school. So today I had a therapy appointment with my newer therapist who I love and she literally said the words that I've been wanting to hear for months and months and months of my life. She said, I think you've graduated from shadow work. And when she said those words, I literally felt this weight lifted off of my shoulders and this space of new energy, of freedom, of potential, and this like, this ah moment, this this sigh of relief, you know? So I had a really, really crazy amazing session with her today and after my session I journaled a lot about what it means to be graduating from shadow work school 
And I feel like I'm not alone here. I feel like a lot of you guys have been in the deep end of shadow work and I've talked a lot about this kind of energy, especially through last year and the summer, um, about how intense it can feel to be in the deep end of the shadow work and it feels like it's never ending, you know, healing trauma. It's just like one never ending fucking experience and you can get lost in it and you can start to forget like who you really are and so I have a lot of notes here and I have so many things that I want to share with you guys that's going to help you and I just I just know that this episode is going to help you a lot and before I get into that I had a little bit of caffeine today Now, I stopped drinking caffeine a long time ago. I want to say like a year ago. And when I say I microdosed on caffeine today, it was just like half a cup of coffee. I swear to God. I drank that shit and instantly I was like, I'm going to go for a run. And I haven't gone for a run in like legit months because... One, I'm actually trying to not do cardio anymore like that because my adrenals and my hormones and everything really got fucked up for a while because of how much I was running. Um, And the reason why I used to run a lot is because when I broke my arm, I kind of swapped like working out in different ways like yoga and I swapped it out with running. Anyways... So I went on a run today and it just completely made me realize how we can get so lost and trapped in these cycles of shadow work and inner work and self-development and all of this fucking bullshit, right? I think that there's a time and place for shadow work and for self-growth work and journaling and meditation and you know that's why I created my modern meditations journaling and meditation course because I was in a dark night of the soul I was you know really truly entering the shadow work realm um and what happened to me in Philly and Miami and a lot of full circle energy is happening right now especially with Pisces the Pisces new moon, a lot of old, old wounds are resurfacing, whether it's just in your head or in physical reality, like situations are resurfacing, memories of relationships are resurfacing. And I listened to a podcast the other day, I want to say it was on the Dear Body podcast, and one of the people that she was interviewing, she said, you know, you can feel totally fine with where you're at, you know, but then when you're around a group of women um, and they start making you feel a certain kind of way, it can really bring up a lot of emotional wounds that have to do with past, you know, small t traumas and experiences that kind of left this like low self-worth wound, you know, this like, this open wound that has never been able to heal properly. And then when you're around people who activate that wound or 
like throw salt in that wound and make you remember how you felt when you know this situation happened with this group of people or these girls or these women or whatever um so a lot of what's coming up for me personally in my shadow work experience that I've graduated from apparently according to my therapist um is healing the feminine and healing feminine friendship wounds and moving forward from you know toxic female friendships or roommates or situations or scenarios that have to do with women that have happened in the past and rather than bringing those with me as baggage in new friendships and new relationships and almost like preparing for the worst you know um and it is good to prepare it is good to be on the same page as a new friend it is good to set boundaries and expectations um that's something I'm still working on because I was talking with my therapist today and I was like you know I don't like to be that friend that that becomes too much or too overbearing or always like venting or always negative or always going through something you know what I mean because there's only so much one can take of that kind of friend and I feel like that's why we're meant to have a bunch of friends in our lives because we kind of have to to do that dance of being there for people and then letting people be there for us venting to people and letting people vent to us you know what I mean and it's really hard to find that balance when you've completely like forgotten who you are lost track of who you are and so basically if you feel like you've been lost in the deep end of shadow work um and you feel like when the fuck is this shit gonna end like this is this is a thought that I've been having a lot lately is when is this gonna end when am I gonna feel better when am I gonna feel happy again when am I gonna feel joyful again when am I gonna feel like back to my myself again and a lot of that has to do with being able to express myself in an authentic code kind of way which to me used to be when I was teaching yoga in studios because that would connect me to to my higher self it's almost like I would black out I would channel I would step out of this suffering body I would step out of my depression my anxiety my eating disorder my my substance abuse brain and I would step into this highest version of myself right and that stopped with COVID and I think that it's there's something to say when we think about our lives now and if we feel like we're not being able to express ourselves in an authentic way or we're not like living in these these spaces or the ex- these experiences that uplift us and make us feel useful or purposeful like it's really trendy right now to talk about you know live your truth and like your passions your purpose and like you know what's your purpose in life and all this fucking bullshit but at the end of the day this is what it comes down to it's not about um are you are you living your purpose you know it's there's so many purposes that we all have like you know 
people have purposes of meeting someone on the train and having a conversation with them and that conversation completely helps that person in a life-changing way you know your one of your purposes could be like you know making a friend at the gym and you know this friend is like overweight and like this friend that you that you make at the gym like they they were like suicidal and like the fact that you um the fact that you like became their friend at the gym and like nobody else was talking to them you completely changed their life because now they're not suicidal anymore so I think when we when we talk about like what's your purpose in life it's just like oh my god like we all have a million purposes in life we're not just here to do one thing that is so fucking vain that is so like toxic celebrity culture influencer culture um just we all have so many different purposes that we're here to do and you know connection is a way to connecting to people is a way to really activate and cultivate our purpose our purposes you know purpi (laughs) is that like the is that like the the plural version of purposes. I don't know, guys. I obviously am on crack right now because of one fucking cup of coffee, so don't mind me. But basically, if you are feeling like you're asking yourself these questions, when the fuck is this shit going to end? When am I going to feel better? What am I going to feel happy? When am I going to feel like back to my back to my normal self? It's like life is different now and we have to find these spaces within ourselves to re-enter the past experiences that we've had that connected us to flow state and feeling feeling useful and feeling purposeful so I did this meditation today um on the waking up app the Sam Harris waking up app and it was a meditation about literally just that just just what I said and it was about you know remembering a time when you felt just your highest purest like flow state version of yourself just feeling it you're just feeling good you're in it you're you're like really just in alignment with whatever the fuck is going on and you just feel like super content right and it was about you know re-entering that feeling re-entering that that sensation of being there right and and remembering that you can activate and you can access that part of your lived experience even though it's in the past you can still find ways to activate and access that feeling through other things in your life and i think you know with covid this is this is a practice that can benefit everybody because life is different now and if your life didn't change and you're still able to work in the same exact way that you were before um, then that's amazing for you, but people have been, you know, needing to get creative and especially people like who, um, are around people and helping people, um, with energy or just like, you know, in person, like workout classes and yoga classes or even podcasts or just like being in, in an office, you know, like being around people, you can feel like, your light is just dimmed and that's that's what shadow work is it's like 
when you have nowhere to hide and nowhere to go and COVID and 2020 in general was the year of shadow work and the tower, in my opinion. And I feel like I've been living in a tower card moment for like a few years, probably since like 2017, I'm not going to lie. So it's been nothing new for me. And I feel like in 2019, um, my birthday in 2019, going into 2020, I just knew that I needed to, I needed to really change my life. And then COVID happened. And what I'm trying to say is that when you ask yourself these questions of, you know, when, when are things going to change? When am I going to feel better? I feel like this is too intense. I feel like I'm, I'm really overdoing it with the shadow work. It ends when you decide it ends. And that is something that I really have had to come to terms with because it's like, I choose to do the shadow work. I choose to do this intense trauma healing. And my therapist today opened the session with, you know, I wanted to talk to you about these Zoom support groups that you go to. And I was like, yeah, sure. And she was basically saying, like, I think you're doing too much. Like, do less. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, I love hearing that perspective and I love hearing that advice because we get so wrapped up in healing and trauma and listening to podcasts about trauma and listening to audiobooks about trauma and reading books about it and it's almost like we're so obsessed with healing that we override the joy and the goodness that we actually do have in our lives right now because we're so hyper focused on healing and feeling better that we forget that we can feel better right now in the process of healing you know like healing healing doesn't have to be like okay five years it's gonna be dark I'm gonna hate my life you know I'm gonna be doing the shadow work and then all of a sudden it's over it's like no like shadow work is gonna have a time and place and it's gonna thread and dance itself into our lives at different times of our lives because different things will trigger us different people will trigger us different relationships and experiences will trigger us to think about situations that happened in the past, you know, that we need to heal from. So it's, it's not like a step-by-step process, like recovery from anything is not a step-by-step process. Um, So it ends when you decide it ends. And then when you decide that, you know, you're over it, you're, you're done drowning yourself with shadow work and all of this overwhelm of your past, then you can kind of step into this new frequency, this new energy of, you know, what do I want to be? What do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Um, my, uh, my therapist asked me, and this, was, this is like a, a writing prompt that she kind of gave me, and she said, what emotions and energy do I want to embody now? Like, you know, going into this new chapter of light work. Now, 
when I hear the word light work, for years, when, I, when I've heard the word light work, it gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies, and I'm just like, what the fuck does that even mean? Oh, I'm a light worker. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, it just, to me, it just, it really gets under my skin, and I'm just like, what, so you think you're, you're like a, a spirit guide in, in human form, and you're just like, it, like, you're not human, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of light workers put themselves on a pedestal and call themselves a light worker, which... I know that there are light workers out there and you know that's part of their purpose to be here and and to do light work and I'm just trying I'm trying to wrap my head around what I personally think light work is because to me it's something different to me um so what what she said today really fucking blew my mind into like a million different pieces she said that I've gotten so comfortable within the shadow work that it's almost like a safety blanket and living in this repressed you know depressed resentful angry kind of adolescent energy that I'm in because that's when all my trauma really began is in adolescence like 12 to 16 um but then you know more trauma happened from 16 to my late 20s because of drugs and alcohol so it's there's lots of layers to this shit but basically if you're if you're feeling like you're just overwhelmed and you you feel like you're stuck in this shadow work realm it could be because that part of you like your your inner child or that adolescence part of you or whatever version of you that's frozen in time that all the trauma kind of piled on that's keeping you from actually being able to express and be your authentic self right now in 2021 you know like who you are now like because who you are now doesn't have to be a correlation of the versions of yourself from your past if that makes sense like obviously Obviously, we all are a soup of all the, the experiences and the, and the past, you know, versions and parts of ourselves, but we don't have to actually carry all of those baggage. Like, if we were to, if we were to look at it like we're carrying all those versions of ourselves as baggage, that's like we're, we're carrying around this, this bag full of you know, useless things because we are who we are right now in this moment and we don't have to keep rehashing the trauma and who said this and who did that and obviously there's there's small traumas and there's big traumas. So I'm not saying that you just need to forget about these big traumas that happen. People, you know, people have been raped, people have been sexually assaulted and abused, people have been, you know, physically abused I'm not saying that those big traumas go away, but I think that it's a it's an energetic choice to finally like let go of that baggage and it's not that you're it's not that you're destroying that baggage, it's just that you're leaving it behind 
you're leaving it at home in the safe you know space of your home so that when you travel you can have new experiences you can have new connections of people without without carrying this big heavy baggage of well this person did this to me 10 years ago so I don't know can I can I trust this person because the energy of doubt and the energy of preparing for the worst and the energy of not trusting people that can definitely be felt and it's a frequency and if that energy is traveling with you into these new experiences in your life it's really going to hold you back so (laughs) yes I am very comfortable within the shadow work so comfortable that it's made me kind of go off the deep end and it's made me forget how to feel happiness because I haven't been around people who who activate me in that way you know living at home just with my cats and my mom and my stepdad like they don't activate that part of me and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work that I'm doing around that because Sometimes I get jealous of families where I see, you know, them laughing and having fun and, you know, being silly and, like, that's just not what the dynamic is here at all um, because I'm, I'm still working with a lot of resentment and anger and I'm not sure how to express happiness and joy and that part of me when I'm around certain family members and I know that that's normal so if you're dealing with this and you're this is a huge thing of what my therapist was trying to tell me today so it's completely normal to have several different personas about you know you have like I was telling her I have I have this part of me this this you know this happy sexy, fun, joy, like, you know, spunky, powerful part of me when I'm hanging out with my gay friends in Miami. Um, my gay friend, uh, Andres, he's like, he's like my brother and his boyfriend. I spent, you know, a lot of time with them the the couple weeks that I was in Miami, um, in August and they brought the absolute best part of me out they like they extracted it out of me and I was like whoa like I feel so good and it's like I think we forget like when people say like notice how you feel when you're hanging out with different people it's like oh okay but like what does that really mean well that means who can you you know spend time with who gives you the permission and the freedom and the access for you to express your authentic, highest, happiest version of yourself, right? I met Andres, my gay friend from Miami, at Equinox when I was teaching yoga. So it really, really does make complete fucking sense, and it's bringing it full circle for me now that I'm explaining this, because... You know, when you're in your highest, happiest, you know, flow state version, who's around you? Who 
who's like viewing you in in that in that persona and and whoever's around you you know enjoying watching you in that persona those are your people you know like if you can really express yourself and speak your truth and just like express happiness and joy because a lot of people have trouble expressing happiness and joy and that's one of the side effects of shadow work overdosing (laughs) because shadow work overdosing is going to make you feel like very very uncomfortable when you do feel joy or happiness or you're experiencing something that you know you're really liking the shadow work over overdose mentality will will say oh no you this is weird you can't you can't express happiness like you're you're not a happy person like it it almost like the shadow work and the trauma healing overdose makes you feel like your identity is depression is anxiety is trauma is all these things that happened to me in my past right so it almost it it does take you away from the capability of being in the moment with the people who really allow yourself to access that that part of you because again everybody has different parts everybody has different personas um for example i'm not i don't talk the same way as i'm talking to you guys right now on my podcast i don't speak in the same way to my mom or my grandma you know what i mean i don't speak the same way to even my sister like i I feel like right now in this moment when I'm talking to you guys on this podcast, this is a form of authentic expression. This is a form of being able to express and communicate in my highest flow state way. And the podcast has has kind of taken shape um, of how I used to get that feeling, right, from, from teaching yoga. So again, to, to come full circle... Um, I don't know how many circles there's going to be during this podcast, but um, you have to remind yourself, okay, if life is different now and I can't access those experiences where I feel flow state and I feel joy and I feel completely okay to express happiness and I feel powerful and I feel needed and I feel purposeful, right? if you can't access those same exact kind of scenarios, then you have to create them in a new way and you have to get creative and you have to get out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone can actually be keeping you back. So when I say that it's it's comfortable to stay within the shadow work, it's almost like, uh, because for me, this shadow work and trauma healing and therapy and all the groups, it's gotten to the point where it's made me feel um, bitter, like it's never going to end. And I know I just said that before, but like it really will continue to do that to you. If you if you continue to drill this stuff into your head and all you're doing is consuming media about 
recovery or trauma or mental health or panic attacks or anxiety or depression yes it's helpful to to learn and self-educate and and all that but there comes a time where you have to close the book and then integrate so I want to get into what integration actually can feel like after ODing on shadow work because once you've gone so far off the deep end with the shadow work feeling joy and happiness and connection that is the work because you've isolated yourself so fucking hard to the point where you've forgotten that you actually have a life in this moment that you've had a life throughout the whole shadow work thing and i i think there is something very um useful and helpful to have that dark night of the soul kind of experience that that hermit card mode that you know isolation spiritual isolation you know and i've talked a lot about that on the podcast um there's so many different episodes where i talk about that but i think that is a great portal to understand yourself so and you need to be you need to be spiritually isolated in order to tap into the things that you really want to change about yourself and the thing the the cycles and the patterns and the behaviors that are not serving you anymore like that comes from deep deep inner inner work and inner study like studying the self um but there's also other ways to to study yourself and that's through like friendships and connection and i know that we haven't gotten the opportunity to do a lot of that because of covid but depending on where you live in the world you know maybe you can start dipping your toes in in different ways of connecting with humans you know like just in any way that you can whether it's outside or you know socially distanced dates or socially distanced like events or whatever um but integration requires snapping out of it and getting out of your comfort zone and there's there's a saying in in psychology it's like one two three go so it's like the one two three go approach um which is you know when you get lost in your head and you're like almost like immobile right like the the anxiety or the the panic just like overcomes your body you can be like laying on your floor like unable to get dressed unable to leave your house like you're just like super stuck right like you can't even you can't even like just get out get up and get out it's like one two three go I do this sometimes when I'm like procrastinating taking a shower or like procrastinating doing something um one two three go just do it get it over with get in there do it one two three go go you know what I mean it's it works for some people or it doesn't work for some people um so light work god that word really fucking bothers me but the opposite of shadow work is light work and I have to embrace that because I'm not saying that I'm a light worker. I'm not saying that my purpose here is to do light work. My purpose right now in my healing journey 
to better myself and to feel better is to be to be in the essence and the frequency of light work for myself not for anybody else in order for me to step into this new like energy this new way of of living this authentic kind of self i have to understand that the way that i want to feel and the energy that i want to embody is not going to come from ODing on shadow work. That's going to only highlight my depression, anxiety, panic. And what I realized is that a lot of the eating disorder groups that I was going to, that I still go to, I was going to way too many of them and it's a depressing, it's a depressing thing. I mean, same thing goes if you go to a lot of NA meetings or AA or any type of something anonymous you know overeaters anonymous like whatever if you go to those meetings every single day you're pounding into your head an energy of like trauma and you know because those meetings aren't all like fun and joy and rainbows people are going to those meetings because they're suffering and of course there's going to be meetings where it's very uplifting and people are positive, but there's going to be meetings where people are fucking like not in a good headspace. And just being around that can kind of transfer into your being and it can make you feel that energy. So like I was, I was starting to, to notice that I was feeling worse after these meetings. And I'm just like, I didn't realize that the meeting was making me feel worse. But I would, I would get super irritable and, and like, just annoyed and, like, just, ugh, like, this bitter, like, ugh, like, every, every, everybody is annoying. I fucking hate everybody. Like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of energy. And it's because day in, day out, I'm listening to people's sob stories. I'm listening to people's, like, super traumatic things that they're going through. And it's, like, you have to find a balance. So stepping out of those experiences is going to free up space for me to step into a frequency of light work which doesn't have to be all wooey and you know oh light work you know what I mean like it doesn't have to be like that it has to just be like do you want to feel better or do you want to feel like shit do you want to feel attached to your past or do you want to feel liberated and free and have more space to just like be the version of you, uh, you know, because the, the whole point that we do shadow work is to become a better person, but it's kind of a paradox when you do so much shadow work that it makes you feel like shit. <laughs> like, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense, but you guys, the shadow work overdose is what is creating the depression, the anxiety, the panic attacks, because it's too much. It's too much. We gotta take a break, take a step back. So, I I recommend doing that writing prompt that my therapist said. Like, what emotions and energy do you want to embody? Um, she also said, take a break, take a one week break from shadow work. Don't. She she said to me, don't listen to any eating disorder podcasts. Don't don't go to meetings. Don't read books about eating disorders. Don't read books about trauma or whatever. And I'm like, 
I can definitely do that. And, and just by her saying that, like saying, take a week, take a week off, take a break. I instantly felt this internal energetic sigh of relief, you know? So just give it a try (laughs) because when you let go of those things, like those anchors of, of this toxic comfort blanket of the shadow work, your whole life is going to open up and you're going to remember, oh, wow, these, all of these things bring me joy. Like for me, it's laying in the sun and reading and listening to music, which music has been such a weird thing for me lately. I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but it's really hard for me to find music that doesn't annoy me. And I used to, and I still do consider myself to be a music junkie. Um, my Spotify, I have like 2,000 people who follow me on Spotify. I have tons of playlists. I have, I used to make playlists every single week. I would always have a fresh playlist for, you know, all of my yoga classes, all of my yoga events. I've taught at music festivals. I've taught at, you know, I, I've, I've created a lot of music yoga type events. But what I've noticed recently is it's, it's just so hard for me to get into a genre or even just like listen to like a Spotify playlist all the way through because music is a portal to memories of my past relationships and trauma. So there you go. I think listening to new music is so important like completely new music that you've never heard. Obviously on Spotify, you can look up artists um, that you enjoy and you can find artists that are similar to that artist. You know, last year or in 2019 when I was in, when I was living in Philly, I was obsessed with this band called Oso Oso and I still am and I still love their music. But unfortunately, whenever I listen to their music, it reminds me of it reminds me of when I was living in Philly, you know, still drinking, still in that realm, still partying, kind of coming out of it slowly. And then it reminds me of the last time that I had sex, which is not the time that I'm talking about in my most previous episode, Waiting for Your Pete Davidson, where I talk about the the closure that I had with my ex Go listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it because I fucking went off on that episode and I really, (laughs) I really got deep, deep and dirty with it, with explaining what happened, but I don't count that time because just go listen to the episode. So the, the real last time that I had sex was June 2019. Now... I know what you're thinking. That's a really fucking long time. And you're right. It is a long time. But at the same time, I am totally okay with it. Because taking this long kind of service of celibacy has been super, super needed in my healing journey because I went through my slut phase. I have a lot of experience 
with sex, you know, from age 17 to 29, I got a lot of it. I don't even know my number. You know what I mean? Like, not that that even matters, but it's, it's just like, I literally have not had sex in two years. And some people gasp when I say that, but I actually feel better than I ever did when I was whoring it out. Because all of those toxic dudes that I let their energy in me, right? Those are like little scars and little wounds of those those motherfuckers that I let inside of me, right? Especially the last guy that I had sex with who I'll just call him Juice Dude because when I used to talk to my friend Val about him, that's what I called him. So Juice Dude, um, you know, him and I were like friends or whatever and he like opened up to me and then one night we get drunk and, you know, we hooked up and then the next day I went to Mexico to go on my yoga retreat that I was that I was leading, right? And then when I got back from that trip, we were supposed to hang out and he like ghosted me. He never he never um came to like pick me up. We we're supposed to like hang out on this like rooftop thing and like whatever. I talked about this in um is it demisexuality or trauma? So like all these all of these experiences that we've had with people sexual or not sexual they've left emotional imprints on us and we carry those those heavy experiences that have made us feel like shit we carry those experiences into all of our new connections and relationships and it kind of acts as this like wall that we've built because we get super bitter or super untrustworthy or we like hate men or hate women or whatever you know what I mean so I feel better now than I ever have because celibacy is a way to cleanse sexual trauma it's a way to cleanse sexual energy from other people who have you know really taken over your body and your mind because for women in particular it takes months and months and months sometimes years to really expunge that energy out of your body and I really the last few partners that I've slept with and I actually I don't even want to say partners just toxic dudes you know just toxic straight up fuck boys um those three energies of them really, really, really fucked my shit up. So, taking celibacy breaks is really, really needed. And I was listening to the Horrible Decisions podcast and one of the women that were on there, she said celibacy is like taking that like palate break, like in between like a seven or eight course meal taking that palate break so that you can actually enjoy the next meal you can enjoy the next course without like the taste of the other 
course still in your system and that really really resonated with me because it's like I can't enjoy sex I can't just like go and hook up with someone with all of these lingering thoughts and memories and traumas and all of it like I'm still working through I'm still processing I'm still releasing I'm still like getting through it I can't like mindfully and logically and I can't go and just have sex with somebody when when all of those things are still very present in my in my physical and my mental so and it's interesting there's so many like full circles that are happening in this episode I'm just like super feeling it today and I think it's because of the caffeine so thanks caffeine anyways um if you can travel right now if you can you know, in some way, shape, or form, timeline hop into, like, a new experience, even if it's just, like, for a couple days, like, getting an Airbnb for a couple days or getting a hotel room with with your friend for a couple days, like, even if it's, like, the shittiest hotel, like, there's something fun about shitty hotels that I love, but if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling like, when is this going to be over? When am I going to feel better? Sometimes you really do have to pluck yourself out of that energy and decide, decide that it's ending. But sometimes you need a setting change. You need a, a scene change, if you will. You need to like literally flick yourself out of the the loop or the rut that you're in and sometimes that really does require a new atmosphere a new energy going to a new place going to a new restaurant going finding a new coffee shop hanging out with somebody like it it really does change your energy so if you're able to travel um take advantage of that I think it's funny that I was just talking about how um, the last time I had sex was when I went to Tulum in Mexico for that yoga retreat in summer of 2019, the height of my Saturn return, um, because I'm planning on going to Mexico next month to visit my friend Alyssa, who she's been on the podcast actually. She was on um, All Things Astrology. I will put that episode in the show notes, but she is um, an amazing astrologer, and she she too is is out there. She's she's there right now, um, and she's healing the feminine wound that she has, and she's just like on this healing journey as well. But she's like more in, into the light work side of things, so I feel like me being around her would be really beneficial and she's going to come back on the podcast and we're going to talk about timeline hopping versus escaping reality and we're going to talk about the feminine we're going to talk about toxic female relationships and healing the feminine wounds and all those things so I'm really excited to go out there Um, but at the same time to bring it back to what I was just talking about with shadow work and feeling like comfortable within that that depression and that shadow work, you know, overdose is I was saying to my therapist, you know, I'm scared and I'm nervous to, to go back to Tulum, even though I, I know that I love it there, even though I know every time I go there, I feel amazing. Every time I go, I do a Temescal sweat lodge ceremony and it, 
it completely unlocks me it, it, it helps me release emotions it helps me feel better it helps me it helps me like just feel this release you know the last time I was there I did I did four Temescal sweat lodge ceremonies in like a week and that's a lot that's that's a lot I I really take it to the extreme um so I'm hoping to at least do one or two when I go there. I'm, I'm actually planning on being there for like a, a couple weeks, maybe a few weeks. So, you know, getting a few in would be great, like one each week. But I was telling my therapist, you know, I'm terrified to go and stay with Alyssa because I don't want to be too much. I don't want to come off as too intense or you know, crazy because we all have our things. We all have our things that we're still working through. Um, we all have traumas that we're still working through. But the intention of me going on this trip is to override the the overdose of the shadow work and step into this integration process of light work, which to me, light work is you know, connecting with other people, connecting with new people, um, relationships, friendships, you know, nourishment, um, being able to try new things, being able to go to different ceremonies and smile and dance and express joy and happiness and not feel guilty or weird or fake or faux or crazy you know like when did that happen like I'm just trying to pinpoint when it started to feel crazy to me when I would feel or express joy or happiness and I when I think about it it really does connect back to the sisterhood wound female friendship wound because when I was living in Miami in this house um, I had two female roommates and there's something about three people what there's something about three women three females there's something toxic about it and I was just listening to the almost 30 podcast and they were talking about this and I was like all right it's not just me but basically it's just like usually three like trios of, of females don't really work out duos really do though so it just like this this thing this feeling of feeling like I can't express happiness feeling like I've casted myself as this identity of the bitch of you know uh, too much annoying controlling like whatever when in reality I was you know that house was under my name and I, I needed to be a little bit controlling I needed to make sure that like people were cleaning and paying rent on time and that automatically um, put me in the role of um, them looking at me as this bitch too much you know always having a problem with things when in reality like they casted me as that role and then I allowed that role to be my role you know I didn't I didn't prove myself as different because I was like oh well that's how they see me so I guess that's how I have to be you know it's a mind fuck it's like you know if, if someone sees you 
or treats you in a way that doesn't feel like they're seeing you in your authentic self version, then they're not seeing you in in your authentic version self. If you have to play a part or play a role in front of that person because they've casted you as that role, um, then that's not your people. Those aren't your people. You know what I mean? If you're not able to express joy and happiness without feeling embarrassed or shameful or guilty or you have to dim your light or you have to like be quiet or you have to like stay in an energy that like makes you feel uncomfortable like you know being the bitch or being the one that's always like pissed or angry or you know we we do we do cast ourselves in these roles too because we feel like that's just the way I am but I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be that way and overdosing on shadow work isn't necessarily going to help you um, embrace or cultivate a light version of yourself, you know, that higher version of yourself. You got to cut it off at some point. So I think for me, integration, you know, it means a lot of things, but the main things that I'm hearing now from spirit is lowering the volume of healing trauma because like like my therapist said I think you've graduated from shadow work cool awesome now what well now there's a whole other meaning to what work is right because now I have to work to um to feel comfortable and confident in everything that I've learned about myself and everything that I that I now know about myself and my life and my trauma, right? And I have to be willing to set that aside and remember that I have a life to live right now and I have to be here now and I have to experience joy and happiness in order to live, you know, that that experience of being human. Like we all deserve to experience every human experience you know life isn't just about you know feeling like we have to talk about mental health all the time you know life isn't all about you know partying either you know we have to find that balance and and duality in it all because if we lived our lives every day just partying and and all that then that would also be unhealthy which I've gotten all that out of my system at this point um so integration I want you to think like because I don't want to make this too long of an episode I want you to think like what does integration mean to you because usually integration is the uncomfortable thing Sometimes, at first, the shadow work is is kind of an uncomfortable thing, but shadow work isn't integration. Shadow work is solely like an inner experience, right? You can do shadow work with your therapist. You can do shadow work, you know, in a yoga class or whatever, or like a workshop, but, but mostly shadow work is an internal experience, you know? You can also talk about your your experiences with shadow work and group therapy and stuff like that, but when it comes to true integration, it's 
going forward in life and taking all of these things that you've learned through the traumas and the toxic experiences and using them as tools to create new, better experiences with new people and, you know, light work is about reshaping your identity and allowing yourself to cultivate and embrace happiness and joy and and really express those things without again feeling weird or am I being fake or is this really me yes it is really you and I think that we get we get lost in this realm of am I being fake who am I really like I'm different on social media than I am around people and it's like we all are social media has really fucked a lot of us in the ass at this point because who we are on social media can can look and feel very different than who we are out in in the wild and I think that integration is actually finding the connection between those two things if we want to get like super like literal with it um integration could be it could be you finding outlets other than social media where you can express yourself fully and you know for me that's traveling for me that's literally plucking myself out of this timeline even if it's for a few weeks um even if it's for a day you know even if you can just go somewhere for a few hours if you can like put on an outfit wear something wear like put on an outfit that that's different um put on some makeup or you know if you're if you're a dude obviously just like maybe wearing something different um you know going going somewhere that you've been wanting to go for me (laughs) light work and integration is finally doing the things, the social things, the connection things, hanging out with people because the shadow work realm will continue to tell you and tell you these stories like, oh no, you're not ready to hang out with people yet. You still have a lot more work to do. And it's like that voice is so wrong and it's so, it's so like toxic to listen to that voice because The work never ends. The inner work never ends. And if you're waiting to to reach this this point or this, you know, this graduation from shadow work, it's just funny because I never heard it in that way. But it's like if you're waiting for a graduation from shadow work to be able to hang out with people and integrate, like that moment's never going to come hanging out with people and spending time with people might feel very uncomfortable and scary and out of the norm but it's if we want to feel if we want to feel like our authentic self and we want to be able to feel joy and happiness then we have to start experimenting and we have to start like being able to open ourselves up to people we have to put ourselves in scenarios that connect us with people we have to really dive into these you know 
experiences that might feel very uncomfortable but if we don't then we're kind of just staying in this this shadow work kind of like oh you're not ready yet you know it's just such a weird thing to even say out loud like like the voice within me the shadow work voice within me says oh no you're not ready yet to to hang out with anybody because people aren't people are gonna see that you're like miserable or something and it's like okay but when I'm around people I'm actually not miserable when I'm around people who bring the best version of myself out of me I'm not miserable I'm miserable when I'm alone and isolated and stuck in the shadow work realm so (laughs) it's just one big paradox right we do shadow work to feel better but too much of it makes us feel worse And then the shadow work voice says, you know, you can't hang out with people until you are happy. But in reality, happiness and joy and authentic code of expression can, is activated from hanging out with people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like my mind is like melting right now. My mind is like, physically breaking into a million little pieces and 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 being glued back together because this is the kind of fucking breakthrough this is the kind of breakthroughs that get us to the next level of this video game of integration and light work so stop waiting to graduate shadow work school Stop waiting for that moment because that's not, that doesn't mean that you're ready to integrate. Integration is right now and it has no requirements of how you need to be because in order to become this lighter version of yourself, this light worker version of yourself, you have to find people and experiences that give you the permission slip to express yourself in that way because it's not going to happen when you're alone all the time um because those voices in your head in all of our heads they will override and in order for us to integrate we have to go against that those those traumas those voices those those stories and saying you know you can't hang out with people until you're this or You can't hang out with people until you've completely healed. You can't hang out with people until you're you're more pleasant to be around. That's all a fucking lie because when you're around people, um, chances are you're going to be in a better mood because you're not stuck in just your head, you know? All right, that's my spiel. I fucking probably could go another hour um, on this topic, but... I'm gonna leave it at that, and I am so fucking excited to to go to Tulum again and um, have some really awesome podcasts there because I feel like a lot of you guys are healing the feminine, um, the feminine wounds, and you don't have to just be a female to heal the feminine. You can be a male healing the feminine wounds in your life, the mother wound. I have a lot of really good interviews coming up too that I am just stoked to fucking, I'm I'm getting back on my shit, I'm getting back on my shit, and the guests who are coming on here are fucking 
amazing. All right, guys. Uh, congratulations. You graduated Shadow Work School. Time to integrate into light work. Bye.